The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. A lot of great action happening in the NFL free agency and all kinds of chaos going on. We're going to talk about all of those and much more, as well as the NFL action that happened on Sunday. Britton and I got to watch that together, had a little bit of a watch party, a few people watching with us. We're going to talk about that Rangers-Penguins game, probably talk a little bit more when Britton's with us, but talk about that tonight, uh, as well as March Madness. It is March, which means it's time for chaos in the college basketball world. If you haven't filled out a bracket, you should. I'm going to talk briefly about that, and we're also going to talk about our bets. We're going to bring in a new little betting segment, something that'll be a little bit of fun for us, competition, something fun for viewers as well. We're going to talk about all of this and so much more today on Rising to the Occasion. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rising to the Occasion. I'm here by myself tonight, and we plan to record tomorrow. So right now I'm recording this on Monday, Tuesday night. We're going to record, hopefully get the whole crew in uh, to talk a lot more about the same stuff that I'm going to bring up tonight uh, and some more. Uh, not, not all of it's going to be the same. Some of it's going to be uh, changed up. But at least this NFL free agency, there's so much going on with it, and uh I want to make sure that all the other guys get their opportunity to talk about some of these these big moves that we're going to see in the NFL free agency. So much going on there. Um, but before we get into it, I want to mention our sponsors for the, today's episode, and that is SeatGeek. SeatGeek is an amazing app website uh, that you can go to. Uh, you can go to www.seatgeek.com. That's S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K.com, just like it sounds, SeatGeek. Um the thing that I love about SeatGeek, and I mention this every time that we bring them up as a sponsor, is that you can go on the mobile app and it's so easy to use. You can scroll through and see a layout of the stadium, wherever it is that you're going to, and you can look through and see where you want to sit. But the amazing thing with SeatGeek is they make it easy to find a great deal because you can go in and find the different colored dots stand for something. Green is a great deal. Uh, or I believe it's yellow for just a, a, an okay deal, and maybe some of the least the least likely or the least uh, favorite deals on are colored red. So you can look for those colored dots. That color code makes it so easy to find a great deal. And a lot of times with SeatGeek, there's such good deals that you're going to find a lot of green in there. Whenever you're looking for a great seat for a football game, any kind of sports game, a concert, a show, anything like that. Uh, you can find it all at SeatGeek.com or using the app. And you can use code R2TO for $20 off your first purchase. Make sure to use that code R2TO. You're already going to get a great deal and a great experience by using SeatGeek. Have the, the mobile app uh, on your phone and you can just have the, uh, the tickets right there. Easy access to get into the game or the event that you're going to. But you can also use code R2TO for a great price on top of the great prices that they're already offering. So make sure to use SeatGeek, my favorite uh, my favorite site slash app, I guess. I use the app personally, but I love it. It's what I use for all of my tickets for whatever event it is that I'm going to. 
But let's get into it. Uh, for those who are watching on the YouTubes, uh, you're probably seeing a little bit different layout. This is something new for us. Uh, so if you will, go down to the comments for me and let me know what you think about it because I want to know what the viewership thinks of everything that's going on on the show, not even just the looks, but I want to see what, what this uh, kind of looks like for you guys. Uh, let me know if you like it, what you would change about it, what you don't like about it. Uh, I, it's, it's something I always like to get into the, the gritty details of it, so I want to hear from you. But anyways, we're going to start off with NFL free agency. I'm going to bring up some of the, the newest ones uh, between today and the last couple of days. We've seen a lot going into effect. It was official today, or I guess on Sunday, uh, I believe. Sunday is when the free agency officially opened, or maybe it was maybe it was today. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my, my dates mixed up here, but I, I just know that there was a lot of, of trades and all kinds of stuff going on uh, that we're going to have to dive into between trades and free agency. Just some, some really big, big deals going on uh, and big names. We're going to get into more details for the next episode, so make sure to tune into that. Like I said, we're going to have all the guys kind of chime in with, with all of our opinions a little further in this. But I'm just going to kind of mention some of the deals because there's going to be more coming out. So I don't want to ju just try to cram everything going in because that's a lot already. Um, but I'm going to mention some of the big ones that I've seen. I know, first of all, we've got Jalen Ramsey to my, the Miami Dolphins. For anyone looking for a good safety, you can absolutely look really just a defensive back. Because I think I've seen Jalen Ramsey at safety and cornerback, and he plays so well. Um, I, I've got some more thoughts on Jalen Ramsey. Um, but, you know, I just I don't, I don't know who wouldn't want to add him to their squad. Uh, you know whether whether you like him as as a person or not. You got to admit he's a great player, uh, and it really is a huge pickup for Miami to get him over on the defense. The Rams actually saved 5.6 million dollars in cap space by getting rid of Ramsey too. So it, it seems like a good deal for them. Something that they're able to kind of explore a little bit more in free agency, as well as the draft coming up. You want to be able to spend big money on big players in the draft and free agency. So really not a total loss. It sucks to lose a, such a great player, but it seems like Ramsey may have won it out. And for Ramsey and, and Miami, that's that's a win for them too. So all three parties, I feel like, are getting something good from that little trade there. But let's go down. Jimmy G, we've been wondering where he might land, and we've also been keeping our eyes on the Raiders as they decided to part ways with Derek Carr. We see now that Derek Carr is over with the Saints, and we'll, we, we've talked about that in the past. Um, but now we see Jimmy G going to the Raiders, the Raiders picking him up and hoping to make some sort of veteran QB out of him. We don't know exactly what they're going to do in the draft and the rest of the free agency, but them picking up Jimmy G seems like this may be the guy that they want to go after to be their their quarterback uh, and, and hopefully be able to take their franchise somewhere. Um, but, you know, with, with Jimmy G going, it was a three-year deal for $67.5 million and $34 million guaranteed. That's a pretty big contract just for him to be a backup quarterback. So, like I said, I think Jalen Ramsey – sorry, I got, got Jalen Ramsey stuck in my head. I think Jimmy G – Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be the main quarterback at Oakland uh, that, that we're going to see right now. So that's that's really big news to see him going. We were kind of wondering what the 49ers were going to do with him exactly. We figured he was probably going on. He hasn't. He's not going to play anymore. But now we see he's going over to the Raiders. Again, I don't want to dive too much into it. I want to talk with the guys. Uh, they were all just kind of busy, weren't able to, to join me tonight. So we're going to make sure to jump on and talk about all this chaos going on 
in free agency. But another big one that I saw was Javon Hargrave uh, going over to the 49ers on a four-year deal. It's $84 million deal. Uh, so, you know, for, for the Eagles to lose him, that sucks because we're, there's still a lot of questions with some of the really up front for the Eagles. So we'll, we'll really see what this is going to be, uh, you know, for the, for the Eagles. But anyways, going back to Jason Hargrave, or sorry, Javon Hargrave, uh, we've got him going over to the 49ers, four-year deal, $84 million, $40 million guaranteed, another big contract that we're seeing uh, in this free agency, and we're going to see a lot more. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th this is a huge pickup for the for the 49ers to get him over there uh, and, and help out. I, I like this one a lot. We're going to talk more about that again in the next episode. But another big one that I'm really excited about, I'm so happy to hear this because, of course, I, I, I was supporting the Eagles throughout the whole season. They're not my team. They're not the team that I typically support. And honestly, if you would have asked me maybe five, like maybe three to five years ago, I didn't really like the Eagles. But, of course, they pick up Jalen Hurts, and, of course, me being an Oklahoma fan, I'm, I'm going to follow my guy, Jalen Hurts. I had high hopes for him and the Eagles last year, and they pulled through, and they, they did an amazing job all the way to the end, even in the Super Bowl, a really hard-fought uh, game. Of course, it didn't end the way that the Eagles wanted. But Jason Kelsey has announced that he will return for season number 13 with the Eagles. This is amazing. It, it's really big news for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's big news for the Kelsey uh, brand. Uh, so, you know, just everything about it. I love it. I love Jason Kelsey. I can't wait to talk more about that with the guys, too. But like I said, I wanted to get on here so we can talk about a little bit of this, this free agency going on because there's a lot of chaos and constant updates and everything. And uh, we actually have a writer, uh, Nathan's over with Belly Up Sports. He's He's putting all this stuff together, and he's trying to keep it updated as much as you can. So make sure to go to bellyupsports.com so you can find all of the info on that. And I'll make sure to try to put a link in the description so you know exactly where to find that uh, that article so you can keep up with all of these moves. Because this is just, I'm just touching the iceberg. There's a lot more. These are just the big names that I recognize that I think are really big. But another one we see is the Ravens. We're, we're kind of looking at the Ravens. We're wondering what they're going to do with Lamar Jackson. Still no news on that front. But we do see that they end up uh, cutting Calais Campbell, which is a big-time player, six-time Pro Bowler. I, this is a player that I don't want to see leave the Ravens, but it looks like they are clearing some space. It looks like uh, they're, they're clearing some cap space to possibly be closing in on a deal with Lamar. We'll, we'll see what that entails exactly here in the last, uh, you know, in the next couple of days, maybe in the next week or so. I, I would think that Lamar closes a deal here within the next week or so. But cutting Calais Campbell, that means that they must be trying to, to conserve some cap space. I know he's kind of getting older, so maybe they're not they're not happy with his performance, but I just don't think that's the case. Like I said, six-time Pro Bowler, you just don't get rid of him. Uh, with the Bucks, no big news yet, but the Buccaneers, of course, again, I'm an Oklahoma fan, so I'm going to notice these names popping up, these uh, these former Oklahoma players. But the Bucks are interested in Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett. Those are two quarterbacks that they're looking possibly to replace Tom, and who knows, maybe even just to bring them on the squad to be a good a good quarterback, maybe a, a system quarterback that, that they can uh, maybe use and utilize. Uh, in certain situations, maybe as as they maybe strive after maybe somebody in the draft. I don't know exactly who they could pick up in the draft. 
uh, as low as they are. But we'll see what this really entails if they're if they're trying to use one of those guys to be like, hey, we want to ride ride it out with you. Uh, or maybe this is just a quarterback that they can sit back on it and, and know that they've got a really good backup if they do find somebody else in the uh, free agency and all of that. But two, two really good uh, options for them to look at there between Baker and Jacoby. So we'll see what, what uh, the Bucks end up doing for their quarterback situation because we know with Tom leaving, and he's very, very certainly probably not going to come back to – like like you you know back to the Tampa certainly probably possibly maybe absolutely not um, so we don't know what's going to happen with Tom Brady but we'll have to we'll have to keep on keep our eyes on the Bucks like I said uh, them looking at Baker and, and Jacoby means that they're trying to look for a good quarterback that's got a little bit of experience in the league that they feel like they might be able to work with and at least use for a good backup if they do find somebody else that they think is a good starter. But let's go over to the Jets and Packers uh, as we see a trade possibly happening between them. We don't know exactly what's in the works for the deal or anything like that, but uh, it seems right now they're just waiting on Aaron Rodgers' decision and what he wants because I believe he has uh, a choice in the matter. And I think that the Packers are trying to let him go uh, and, and have a good relationship there and not, not hurt anything there. So I think they're trying to work out a deal with Aaron Rodgers to make sure that that's where he wants to go. So, so far, it seems like that's closing in. Uh, and from the last news that I got, it seems like Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to go to the Jets. Again, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And especially once we hear certain news, I want to drop that. But uh, anyways, Mike White, uh, who we know as the Jets quarterback that came in to take over uh when it just seemed like a big mess over there for the Jets as far as QB situations go. And Mike White really caused even more of a mess during the season because he steps in and has an amazing game. So for Mike White, we're going to see him go over to Miami. So we're going to see him over there with Tua, uh, you know, understanding that Tua is not always the healthiest uh, many times. We're going to see what this entails. Maybe he's going to be a backup. Maybe Tua steps back and they, they try to keep him under under a, a little bit less distress and keeping him healthy. We'll see what that all turns into, but Mike White going to Miami, I personally like that um, because we saw uh, Skylar Thompson come in. And it, it just didn't seem to fit. It didn't seem to work out, uh, and he just didn't have a good game. He doesn't seem like he's comfortable with the game yet. So Mike White going down there to kind of take over the role there, I like it quite a bit, and we'll have more to talk about on that too. Um, but another quarterback move that we're seeing is Case Keenum is planning to sign with the Texans. This is one that kind of draws a little bit of a question mark on how they're going to utilize this because if we remember just a few years back, Case Keenum had a really good season with the Vikings, did really well there. When he went over to the Broncos, he didn't do so well. He's off with the Bills now, but we just haven't seen that same Case Keenum that you know I, I believe we could see again. So maybe that's what the Texans are going to use right now because we can just about guarantee they're going to pick up a QB in the draft somewhere. Um, but how they're going to utilize that QB position, we don't really know yet uh, because what I see and what I hope it might be the case is let's get a rookie QB who we can let kind of season a little bit uh, and maybe put them in the, in the game in a normal, uh, you know, in a real NFL setting a little bit here and there, but utilize Case Keenum to be our starter for the time being. I like that move a lot personally, and that's what you saw with Baker whenever he came there, being able to sit back, 
uh, wait, waited out, and Terod Taylor was actually the guy that was in there as the starter to begin the season. And as things didn't work out, they were able to kind of wean Baker into that, and it turned out to be really good for his rookie season. He had a, a phenomenal rookie season, uh, and personally, I think that maybe the Browns went around, went about getting rid of Baker the wrong way, uh, and, and maybe premature too. Uh, but that's all up for your own interpretation. Let's go over to Jawan Taylor, an amazing pickup for the Chiefs. Jawan Jawan Taylor going over to the Chiefs for an offensive lineman to get this kind of a deal. So I mean, it's it's a huge pickup for the Chiefs. They need it. They want it. Uh, and they're building an amazing offensive line over there right now with Creed Humphrey. Orlando Brown had the tag put on him, and now they're getting Jawan uh, Taylor over there. Th- this is this is really big. And this this deal. Listen to the, these numbers. Just crazy numbers for an offensive lineman, but I love it. I love to see a, a great guy like this get paid and, and not only getting paid, but also being put on a team that is just probably going to be another Super Bowl contender. I, I don't see a way around that, especially with Pat Mahomes back there, but Juwan Taylor, four-year, 80 million, 60 million guaranteed. So a four-year, 80 million contract with 60 million guaranteed. That's an amazing contract. Love to see him get paid like that. Uh, very exciting for him and the Chiefs. Now, let's go over to the Panthers. Uh, and, and really, I'm going to touch on a couple of guys that we see. So first, Von Bell going over to the Panthers. Big pickup for the Panthers, but Von Bell coming over from the Bengals. And also Jesse Bates from the Bengals to the Falcons. I don't have a whole lot on the deals there. I'll get those whenever I can. But these two players losing Von Bell and Jesse Bates, those are two very good defenders uh, in the in the. Uh, secondary for the Bengals defense. So I really hate to see them leave because the Bengals are such a great team and I love to to see that young team put together. And these are two good defensive players. If anything, you'd rather see Eli Apple uh, get set out. I feel like every time that there's a big play that really hurts the the uh, the Bengals defense, you know, it, it seems to be Von, uh, Eli Apple in on it. Not Von Bell or Jesse Bates, so I hate to see those guys go, but uh, good for them uh, maybe moving around. We'll see what, what kind of works out for them. And for these two teams, getting two very good defensive players to put into your secondary. Uh, and another secondary player that we're going to see here is Patrick Peterson, uh, an, an all-pro and an amazing player, one of the greats when it comes to you know a, a secondary player, defensive back. Patrick Peterson goes to the Steelers. I don't have a whole lot on that deal, but Patrick Peterson to the Steelers, that is a huge pickup for a Steelers team that really seemed to kind of get a rhythm and get things uh, kind of pieced together at the end of last season. Uh, and, and overall, I felt like I, I really liked what they were putting together uh, over there with, with Kenny Pickett, uh, George Pickens, and, and, and the offense just as a whole, but now we see the defense really starting to add an extra piece there that can really be a big time add, not just as a player, but even uh, you, you know even for uh, just adding that veteran experience over there. That's that's amazing, and also understanding uh, some of the situation that they they need help on over there too. I think I think that's an amazing move over there. Uh, another quarterback move. And one that kind of shocks me a little bit, uh, at least for the placement, because last I heard, the Panthers were going to try to work out a deal with with Sam Darnold, trying to keep him on their squad and seeing what they can work out for him. But now Sam Darnold is 
now signed with the 49ers. Uh, I did have numbers on that deal pulled up a moment ago, but I didn't I didn't put those down in my notes. But uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll touch on that again uh, in the next episode. But yeah, Sam Darnold to the 49ers. I'm really curious on how this is all going to shape up. Maybe they're they're needing Sam Darnold to maybe start the season off as Brock Purdy still kind of heals up, and maybe they they slowly insert Brock Purdy back into the game. Uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure what everything what uh, what uh, Shanahan has and 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 plan for Sam Darnold coming over to the 49ers. But at the very least, we do know that they're pressing a lot for this third quarterback uh, deal. For those who don't know. Uh, because of what happened to them in the playoffs, they want to be able to have a third quarterback ready to go on game day. So that way, if they need him, they can put him in the game. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's one that's going to be really big for them to be able to utilize Sam Darnold. Even though personally, I'm not hot on Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't don't have very big uh, very big hopes for him to do anything in the league. Maybe fizzle out uh, or be practice squad very soon. I just I didn't like Sam Darnold from the get-go, honestly. So Sam Darnold to the 49ers. Uh, another one that I, I see personally, I love uh, I love this player. Again, I know I'm biased because I'm an Oklahoma fan, but he has really grown in the league. That's uh, Obania Okoronkwo. Uh, he came from Oklahoma. He's a defensive end, went to the Rams, and he's been working his way into being a, a more effective player. And I think he's really shown to be that for the Rams uh, in recent years. So Okoronkwo going over to the Browns uh, and most likely to replace Jadavion Clowney. So opposite of Miles Garrett, I think that's a really good move because I feel like Clowney really wasn't that piece that the Browns expected him to be. Uh, I had high hopes for Jadavion Clowney. I like him a lot as a player. I loved him back at South Carolina uh, and, and all throughout the league. I don't know what exactly it was that set him back. I know he had some injuries, but something happened where it just seems like he came to a complete halt. And so uh, Jadavion Clowney possibly, you know, or uh, excuse me, Okoronkwo looks like might be the replacement for Jadavion Clowney opposite of Miles Garrett now. But that's really all of the uh, the free agent moves and, and trades that I see up to this point. Like I said, there's some in the works that I really want to keep my eyes on and see what's going to go on. Uh, and, and I'm sure in the last, or in the next couple of days and leading up to the draft, we're going to see a lot of these moves. And really in the next couple of days is when you're going to see more uh, of this action. Uh, the one I know a lot of us are, are hoping to see uh, is the Aaron Rodgers move and see what's going to happen with him. But we'll see. We'll see as everything shapes out, how it's all going to work out. But let's go on to the NHL action uh, that would be yesterday on Sunday. So uh, the the NHL games, they were a lot of fun. Britton and I watched the Penguins-Rangers game, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a really close, tight tight game the entire way through. Uh, it just seemed like the Penguins were capitalizing on the Rangers just having a really sloppy game. It didn't seem like anything was really going being put together for the Rangers the entire time. Uh, so it was really disappointing to see them. Uh, I think in the first 10 minutes, they had three penalties really quick, back to back to back. So, I mean, it's just, and and, and they were really bad penalties. And a couple of them, Britton and I even talked about it. I, I thought some of those penalties should have been majors where they actually ended up being minors. Uh, and so they, they got a break there, but they even put themselves in, even on a uh, three on five situation, two times within five minutes. 
Uh, and so the first time was just a short three on five. They were able to kill that off really well. And they started off really well in the second three on five, but that's when the, the Penguins score. They put themselves in, in a bad situation there, and the, and the Penguins capitalized. Uh, Penguins capitalized on a few other big situations too. Um, but ultimately, the Rangers were able to tie it up and push it into overtime. But then again, there at the end, it seemed like they cleaned up their game leading into the third period. And it seemed like they started to grab some of the momentum back and clean up their play a little bit. And what do they, what do, they do in overtime? They get another penalty to put themselves behind. And the Penguins, again, capitalize on the mistakes that the Rangers were making. So just a sloppy game from the, from the Rangers. That's really what it, it led into. And, uh, you know, just disappointing to see, see it go that way. But I know Britton was excited. Uh, he was happy to see his Penguins kind of pull away from the Islanders as they were tied before yesterday. So it was a very big game for the Penguins. Uh, just disappointing to see the Rangers win, to say the least. Uh, and, and you want to see them start to break out. And again, I, I'm I'm going to keep on beating this into you know beating this this dead horse. But I just don't know when we're going to see Patrick Kane Patrick Kane finally click. Maybe we need to wait until next season and give him a whole off season with the guys and get that chemistry built. I just don't know when it's going to be. And so hopefully we can see that soon. Um, just because I don't know. There, there's just been certain things about his game that it's just sloppy. Uh, we, we saw many times where I, I know a lot of it is chemistry, but there was a lot of times where there was just really sloppy puck handling and there was sloppy uh, passing and all kinds of stuff. And that really came from the entire team, but I'm, I'm seeing it from Patrick Kane and I don't expect that from him. So hope, hoping that he can really pull something together. But let's back it up to the game right before that. That was the Bruins, Red Wings. Bruins are going to be a favorite. They locked in their position with the win on Saturday. Uh, and so the Bruins, uh, they, they they are on their way to the playoffs. They locked in their spot, but and they're going to be the favorite in any series that they're in. So right now, of course, they're still going to be the favorite even to close out the season for really every game. They have just been dominant, um, but we, we see them maybe slowing down because they've been playing a lot lately. They've been on the road, and just uh, playing a lot of games recently, just back-to-back. Uh, you know, two days in a row is, is exhausting, especially in the NHL. So the Bruins, uh, they, they were down three to four late in the in the game. They, they fought really hard, had to pull their, their goalie, and they really did look solid. It was just the Red Wings were just closing up the, the gaps, weren't letting them get some good shots on goal. Uh, and, and hats off to the Red Wings because they played an outstanding game, especially there at the end whenever the Bruins were putting on a lot of pressure on the goalie. The defense really stepped in and did what they had to do to make sure that they could pull out the win. So the Red Wings win. They were actually get able to loft one deep and get it into the goal on an open open net. Uh, so the Red Wings win three to uh, yeah yeah three three to five in regulation. A, a really good game for the Red Wings to be able to pull that off. Uh, and I expect the Boston Bruins to get a little bit of rest, uh, close out the season, and probably fire on all cylinders. They're still going to be the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, regardless of how they finish off the season. Uh, and, and they're, they're on, still on pace to break a lot of big records, too. But let's move on. We've got the Hurricanes-Devils uh, game. Uh, this one just seemed kind of one-sided. I don't know. The Hurricanes just didn't have that, that defensive uh, stand, uh, or really was the offense, because the, the defense didn't do too bad. The defense, uh, they, just, they couldn't keep the, the Devils from scoring in key moments, but other than that, it just seemed like the Devils were able to pull ahead 
Uh, they end up winning 3-0 to zero against the Hurricanes, uh, which you have to remember, this is a Devils team that has a very high-powered offense, so I would expect the Devils to score more than five goals every game. So that's why I say I don't think the Hurricanes' defense did bad, but maybe the offensive, the, the lack on offense. And that's really been the Hurricanes all season. They've been a defensive team, and in hockey sometimes defense can help you, but I think the offense is really what pushes you over the top. And we, that's what we're seeing from the Devils right now. Uh, their, their, their offense is their defense right now, and it works really well uh, when you can master that. Another team that I've been really high on is the Golden Knights. They played against the Blues yesterday, uh, and the Golden Knights, like I said, they've just been schematically so strong. Uh, they, they've been just a phenomenal team in, in making sure that they can really wear you out, close up the, the lanes, not let you attack, uh, or, or not let you have any good shots on goal and let you have all of the possession, wear your guys out. And then when they do have the puck, taking advantage of that moment, going down and being able to set something up and score. Uh, and the Golden Knights have been really good at that, especially here at the end of the season. They're putting together a really strong stretch. I expect them to be favored in possibly the first two rounds of the playoffs by the way that they're playing right now. Uh, if not more than that, uh, who, who knows? Uh, I, I really do see them making a very strong run this year. They, they look like a solid team. And picking up Jonathan Quick, him going over there, uh, I, I think this was this is an amazing team right now. I really like them. The Golden Knights beat the Blues 5-3 to three in that matchup. Just an, an amazing game from them. And, a, and, again, amazing stretch to close out this season. And hopefully they can keep that going because I, I, I like seeing this this young team, uh, young for the, for the franchise anyways, young franchise, uh, you know, they're, they're only just a few years old, really. Uh, and it, it still feels like just last year, the year before, when they were first, you know, their first year in the league and made it to the Stanley Cup uh, final. So uh, it's, it's really exciting to see these new teams like them and the Kraken, who are doing amazing this year uh, in their second season in the NHL. But, you know, see, seeing those two teams do well is really fun for the game to be able to see these new teams kind of step in and not just not just be a new team the, the way that, you know, if you think of a, a new team in just about any sport, it's really hard for them to be able to get their, their feet, you know, wet and get started. They're going to have to build a lot. Uh, it's not like a rebuild for them. They're able to get these, these uh, uh, you know, the, the drafts that they go through to get these great players and then build upon that. And they've done an amazing job as an organization so far. But uh, let's move on. Jets beat the Lightning. Uh, I didn't get to catch too much of this game. Um, but, you know, the Jets uh, being able to topple the Lightning, I, I expect the Lightning to be able to kind of bounce back a little bit towards the end of the season and have, have a strong close to the season. But both these teams really good. I wanted to, to catch more of this game. Um, but, you know, I, I think uh, Anthony uh, Sorelli notching uh, a, a goal towards the end looked like possibly the, the, you know, the, the Lightning are able to, to pull ahead because that was a short-handed goal. Um, but other than that, I just feel like the the Jets obviously outplayed outplayed the Lightning, able to pull a, pull away, uh, and that that was another fun game. Uh, one that that I wanted to touch on real quick was the the Flame, the Flames being able to win against the Senators. I I, I would have picked the Flames to be able to, to beat them. The Flames have been looking pretty good uh, this season. Uh, we'll see how they can close this season out. They're they're still in contention, um, but being able to beat the Senators. Uh, I, I like this. This is a really good, a really good win. And the way that they did it, they were able to just keep on attacking. 
uh, keep keep the time of possession and get down there and, and, and really capitalize on some key moments in the game. The Flames end, end up beating the Ottawa Senators 5-1, to one, so a really big win. And uh, scoring scoring a good amount of goals in that game too. So really exciting for that team as they close out. Uh, and that's pretty much all of the games that I wanted to touch on uh, here, here just from Sunday's action. Um, but yeah, just a, a lot of fun uh, action. If, if you're not an NHL fan, you need to find somebody who is an NHL fan and have them explain the rules to you. Sit down and just watch some games with them because... Man, the NHL has, has become a lot of fun recently. Britton and I were talking about this, how the NHL did not used to be a high-scoring league. It would be very rare to see a, t- a, a total score get over five points. But now you're seeing it get into double digits many times. Uh, and it's it's nothing to see each team score four to five points a game. And it's it's really causing a lot of excitement for, for the game uh, to, for as a fan, especially being able to watch that. So if you're not an NHL fan, you need to find somebody who is and have them just explain it to you if you need to explain it all and, and just, you know, maybe maybe some help and guidance on, on where who to watch, when to watch them, because there are some teams that are just really fun to watch. Uh, like last year, if you were able to watch last year's playoffs, that was so much fun. I think the Rangers-Penguins uh, playoff matchup was a lot of fun. The team that was just on fire last year in the playoffs, uh, the Avalanche, being able to watch them, that was a lot of fun. Really, any of their games were just so much fun because of the high scoring and just total total domination that they had throughout the entirety of the playoffs until the Stanley Cup when they finally met somebody who was able to slow them down but still not stop them. Uh, Kale McCarr, a fun fun one. Uh, if, if you're watching and you don't know a team to, to get behind this year to maybe watch a little bit, the Oilers are absolutely a really fun team to watch. Watch, watch Connor McDavid and the way that he plays – He's, he's just a phenomenal player. So absolutely, I think that's one team that you could definitely get behind to check them out and see see uh, a really fun team put together uh, and, and watch them because, uh, yeah, I, I really love Connor McDavid, and I think anybody who watches him would agree with me. So just go check them out. Uh, but there's a lot of teams you could get behind this year. I think the Rangers are another fun one. The Penguins are putting together a really, really tight stretch here at the end of the season where they could possibly sneak into the playoffs and, and who knows what they could do if they do make it in the playoffs because they've got one of the greatest of all time in Sidney Crosby. So uh, just all kinds of, of uh, teams. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about uh, about that in the next episode, you know, and, and what teams we, we might be able to re- uh, rank. But maybe really soon we'll try to talk about that. For those who aren't quite NHL fans, maybe you don't dislike the NHL, but you just don't know where to start, uh, we can maybe guide you in the right direction. But uh, let's move on to NHL Most Hated. Uh, this is something I'm probably going to hold off for the most part, um, but I want you to hit me up in the comments down below and let me know how much you agree with these. So in, in the NHL Most Hated, this is a post that's been going around, and I want to get the guys' opinion on this too. It was kind of a last minute. They weren't all able to jump in with me, and so uh, they weren't able to, to jump in at all. And so uh, we've, we've got this here. So... It's a post that's been going around, and I want to see what everybody thinks uh, of, of these. So the most hated player they have listed as Jacob Trouba, the defensive uh, player for the, the Rangers. Uh, that's one. I'm not going to give too much of my opinion on it. Right now, I want you guys to give me your opinion so I can maybe put it together a little bit for the next episode when we do discuss these. Uh, the most hated goalie 
went to Jordan Bennington, uh, the Blues goalie. Uh, another one on there. Uh, the most hated team was the Vegas Knights. Let me know, is, is the Vegas Knights your most hated team? Uh, most hated coach was John Tortorella uh, for the Flyers. That one I don't totally disagree with. I can understand why, why he might have made that list uh, and made it to the top of that list. But most hated uh, goal horn. This one I'm not really sure what I what I would uh, what I would be able to, you know, which, which goal horn I would say was, was my least favorite. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go through and listen to a bunch of different goal horns. Um, but the most hated goal horn was the Oilers. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why, but if you know why, hit hit me up in the comments. Let me know why that would be the most hated. Or you know, because for the most part, I feel like I feel like I've only only really heard like one goal horn for the most part. It might be of different pitches and all that kind of stuff. But the most hated fan base, Maple Leaves. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I, I don't I don't disagree with that uh, that analysis totally. Uh, it wouldn't be the fan base I would pick, but we'll see. And then also the most hated logo is the Anaheim Ducks. This one surprises me because if we're talking current logo, I can understand that. Um, but if we're talking... The old logo, the old kind of uh, you know a nostalgic logo. I really like that one a lot. Maybe almost retro. I don't know if you call it retro or not, but it'd be the logo before the current one. Uh, you know, maybe back in like 05, uh, you know, 02 area. I, I really like the old logo and everything. But if we're talking new logo, I don't hate that analysis as well. Uh, and then the most hated mascot is the Kraken. And I totally agree with that one. And we're going to talk more about it. But I just wanted to throw those out there for this episode so you guys can comment down below. Let me know what you guys think so that way we can talk about it and see what you think before we talk about it too um, because that is our NHL most hated. But let's talk about March Madness. Like I said, it is March. For those who don't know, it's March. And we actually, this week is the first week of Daylight Savings Time uh, for those states who actually celebrate daylight savings time uh, i don't know if that's the correct terminology for that but daylight dating time uh but it's all it's march which means it's madness because we're all mad that we have to you know our bodies feel like we're getting up an hour early so it's it's madness up in here but it's also madness in the college basketball world uh we've got march madness we'll, we'll have to talk a little bit about march madness uh women's basketball too because I, i've seen a little bit of it and co the, the women's college basketball is Seems like there's there's a couple of teams that I really like there, and specifically a couple of players that I really want to bring out. But uh, another thing that I want you guys to do, I know I'm asking you guys to do a lot in the comments, but hit me up in the comments. Who do you have winning your March Madness bracket? Uh, and if you haven't filled out a bracket, explain to me why you haven't filled out a bracket yet. Are you going to fill out a bracket? Um, because you have to. Uh, it just seems crazy, but. Uh, if you haven't filled out a bracket or you want to fill out another one, make sure to click the link down in the description for the March Madness bracket. You can join in the Belly Up Sports March Madness bracket challenge. Uh, we're also going to have our own Rising to the Occasion March Madness bracket challenge here. A little, uh, you know, the March Madness tournament. We're, we're all going to, all of us on the Rising to the Occasion, we're going to have a little competition, see who can get the closest. Uh, and see who ends up winning that. But like I said, if you haven't filled out a bracket or you want to fill out another one and join in the fun, make sure to click the link down in the description and you can join in the, the Belly Up Sports uh, March Madness tournament. Uh, it's going to be a really fun one and 
the top two prizes, the, pri or the top two winners are going to get prizes. Those prizes have not been decided yet, but there will be prizes. So make sure to click that link, join in our, our little March Madness bracket challenge, and have some fun with us. Uh, it's, it's really all of the Belly Up Sports, um, you know, Belly Up Sports team. A lot of us are, are, are in it, so you can play with us as, uh, you know, different sports show hosts, uh, writers, all kinds of guys there at Belly Up Sports, um, but then also some other people who are fans of Belly Up Sports. So join in the fun, join in the madness. But let's move on. Our last segment, a new segment, is DraftKings Bets. I brought this up uh, in the, the Stinger before, and it is a newer sponsor for Belly Up Sports. It's one that we're going to start pressing a lot here on our show um, but it is a little bit of a competition for us here at Rising to the Occasion. We're going to use DraftKings to put some, some bets together every month. Uh, so every really, we're going to try to do this at least once a week uh, and, and try to have a little bit of competition. We're going to keep a record. Uh, if anybody has seen uh, Crane & Company, if you're a fan of Crane & Company, uh, I encourage you to go check out their show too. They're amazing. I love all, all of the guys over there. We've had uh, Jake. Uh, Crane and uh, David Cohen on the show. We're talking to, to Blaine, trying to get him on the show soon. So, I mean, they're an amazing crew. They put together an amazing show. But if you've seen their show, they do something very similar. I'm kind of stealing their idea a little bit here. Um, but we're just going to have a little bit of a competition, see who can win the most bets. But if you want to use DraftKings and join in our little competition here, you can join in and let us know how you fare up against us. You can use uh, our link. I'm also going to put this one in the description as well, but you can go to dkng.co slash bellyup150. And if you use that link, the reason why I'm encouraging you to use that link is because you can place $5 bet, bet on, if you create a new account, click on that link, create a new account. All you have to do is just place $5 on any bet. All right, just place $5 and you get $200 instantly. If you have a gambling problem, we encourage you, please just call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, this is something that, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. We all kind of have, have been down that road with something. And the first first thing is just recognize that it's being a problem. Uh, so if you do have a problem, please do not keep on gambling your life away. But if you use this this link down in the description, uh, it's dkng.co slash bellyup150. Uh, you can just place a $5 bet and get $200 instantly. So, I mean, this is free money. This is house money that you're betting with. So you don't even have to worry about it. Just be smart with that $200. And that's an investment in on you. So, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, we, we love DraftKings. We encourage you to join in the fun uh, at DraftKings and use that link for a free $200 instantly when you create a new account. But let's get into it. Uh, the other guys are not with me, but they they put it in the group chat, let me know what they're going to be betting tonight. And some of these are already in action, but we tried to get these in before the games started. Uh, I'm going to start off with Britain. Britain started off with the Leafs money line over the Sabres at minus 215. Uh, that's another thing for us. If, if you want to kind of compete against us, we're going to set our cap at minus 250. Uh, so minus 215 for, for that one, Leafs money line over the Sabres. And Grizzlies money line versus Mavs at minus 115. Again, I know that these are kind of going on as I'm talking right now, but uh, the, we placed these beforehand, before the games started. Uh, so we're going to see who ends up winning this one out. 
So again, Britain's got Leafs money line over Sabres minus 215 and Grizzlies money line over Mavs minus 115. Uh, Blake has USA to cover minus three and a half versus Canada at minus 125. Uh, I'm really shocked that that one's not not a, a bigger, you know, a, a I guess lesser odds. But, you know, he's, he's putting that one in. I like it. Uh, and then also Stars versus Kraken over at plus 100. I was really surprised to see that one there. Um, but he's taking the over. And Jeremy, Leafs money line over Sabres, minus 215. Uh very similar. It's really the same pick as Britain's first one there. And then also Stars money line versus Kraken at minus 120. And I also took the Stars money line versus Kraken at minus 120. And I also took the Mavericks over the Grizzlies. So opposite of what Britain had. And mine was plus 105. I think the Mavs pose a threat um, to the Grizzlies right now with some of the controversy going on with Ja, Morant, and everything. And that's something else we're going to have to talk a little bit more about next time we get all the guys on the show but that is our bets i'm going to try to put together a graphic so we can kind of keep track of these and we're going to have fun with it like i said you can always join us and click that link down below so that you can sign up for DraftKings today if you are in a a a state that has DraftKings, i encourage you to use it it's one of the best sports books out there you use that you bet five dollars and win two hundred dollars instantly it's an, it's a great way to have fun and feel like you're a part of the game uh, and that's what we're trying here at Rising of the Occasion. For those who have listened up to this point, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give us a five-star review. You can also share it with your friends, help us out, and just help us grow. Uh, we have been growing tremendously, and it's all because of the support of you as our listeners. Um, and if you're on YouTube, we really want to start growing a lot more on YouTube. We're pressing. Uh, that's why, like I said in the beginning, we're putting out some new graphics, all kinds of stuff to make it more entertaining for you, and also some new segments, uh, new sponsors, all kinds of stuff like that. We want it to be entertaining for you, but if you're enjoying this right now, please hit that subscribe button. And you can also hit the notification bell to know when we upload something on YouTube. And the greatest way to help us is to like it uh, and share it with your friends, all right? So it's just a great way to help us grow and something that really doesn't take a whole lot of time. But, you know, we, we know that we're, we're starting to get some growth and get some support. We thank you guys so much for, for watching, for listening, for supporting us. And until next time.